Welcome back to the Westside Discussion Podcast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Westside Discs. My name is Jay. Thanks for listening. This is episode 16. Today I'm joined by Nora Bellotti and Brent Reuter. Nora is a painter, a teacher, and a disc golf player on Team Westside. This is her second season on the team. She and Brent have installed several disc courses in their city. Uh, Nora and Brent, thank you so much for coming on. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Jay. We're uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Nora, let's start with you real quick. Uh, how long have you been playing disc golf? Um, well, that's uh, I get that question a lot, and what I kind of answer is I, I, I frothed for about 15 years, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been playing disc golf for about uh, six or seven. I I was uh, that kid with no shoes on at 16, kind of wandering out in the course. And then uh, it, it was a slow process, but it grew and grew. And I, I traveled a lot and I, I have 104 courses on a list. So um, I really got got into it when I moved back and out of the, out of Chicago and started playing a lot more and just really, really fell in love with it. Um, growing up as an athlete and uh, kind of a tomboy, you know, it was something that I could still compete in and, you know, stay active and do with my friends. So it just was right up my alley to kind of keep pursuing it. And getting to that competitive side was really what, what really took me off. And, and, you know, it got, it allowed me to meet so many amazing people and, and check out so many different courses and tournaments. So yeah, it's a really big um, snowball effect of, you know, one thing leading to another and uh, I couldn't be happier how things are going now. Awesome. And and how did you get involved with uh, Westside Discs then? Um, I'd say about in 2018, we had a Lowell Park installed. It was our first course here in Dixon, Illinois. And uh, Eric McCabe was hired to come out and design our course, which we uh, currently play right now every Mondays at League. And I first met him there and I first started to kind of learn more about uh, dynamic discs and the trilogy brands. And, and uh, you know, it was really attractive to me that they weren't just a company that was, you know, just selling discs, you know, the tournament in the box, the course development, they were doing so many things. And the more I got into sport, the more I realized I wanted to do more than just play. And I feel like dynamic disc was kind of, you know, we shared those same qualities and I can speak for Brent too. And when, when that was, you know, as far as any other disc golf company, what really attracted us to them. So we, we kind of developed a little bit of a relationship and I started, um, we started doing more with that company and, uh, I, I, I got to meet and, uh, make friends with, um, Jonathan Ray, most known as Jay Ray. And, you mm-hmm. know, he came and visited out with us and got to learn about a little bit what we were doing. And I think he had a lot to do with, um, helping me out, get on that team as well. All right, right on. And Brent, how about you? How long have you how long have you been playing? Uh, well, I played on and off in high school, kind of just throwing a disc, similar to like Nora said with frothing. And um, twenty eighteen pretty much was like my first year competing, um, and just having the courses put in here locally, um, just really kind of you know it made it a no brainer. Like you know, let's let's have leagues let's host tournaments let's uh let's start growing the sport here locally and um you know just really just kind of uh um just started playing a lot more competitively and and then just again having those courses here kind of increased that play even more and uh you know just kind of find myself uh i just i really enjoy just going out and we call it you know walking with a purpose just kind of going through the woods and you know just having something more than just you know a hike and things like that so I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, I, I love the competitive side of it, but I also love the, the, 
tournaments and the hosting and the building and mm-hmm. the promoting and growing the sport really more than anything. And and to uh, add on to that too, you know, we by get, by when we started playing a lot more, a lot of our friends started playing a lot more, and and then those, you know, what what it was, you know, maybe somebody we wouldn't go out and play disc golf once in a while ended up becoming you know, closer friends and we built that community and built more friendships. And it's really amazing now how some people that were strangers to me in 2018 are some of our closest friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm finding, um, you know, with the community, it's like more and more of my friends now are <laughs> all disc golf players. Cause, um, I just love that sense of community there. Mm-hmm. I we always say that, uh, instant friend, just add disc golf. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that that's absolutely right. So um, let's talk about courses. And thanks so much for coming on. Um, just kind of want to talk to some advice to some people if they're interested in getting, um, you know, courses put in. Yeah, definitely. So what was it that first got you into installing your course? Was it a lack of courses in your area? Was it wanting to get better courses? What what was going on there? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, our our more staple course in the area is Mississippi. It was uh developed in uh, 1981 but it was installed in 1982 by terry batten and that was kind of a you know a staple course in the area for for now 40 years um that's where i started playing that's where he and i both started playing really and it's it's about a 20 minute drive and you know we as we saw more people starting to play we realized that there was definitely a need for more courses in the area and it, um, you know, I know we're going to get into a little bit more, but we approached the park district about doing just that. And uh, again, one thing led to another and it, and it really wasn't all that tricky, to be honest with you. <laughs> so what was what was that process like? Now, I, I know, you know, everyone's going to kind of have a different journey. Um, me and my friend mm-hmm. were out here, we're working with getting another uh, getting a course installed. And we're, we found out that some places are owned by the park, some places are owned by cities and some by, by county. So I know it's going to be different for everybody, but what was that process like for you getting that yeah. going? Well, definitely first you need a place. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a location. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, that'd be helpful. We kind of found it to be, what was it? Uh, a couple, it was like a couple things. Like the first one being um, just being able to answer questions. And, and the first question being um, like, how does it benefit them? So in whatever area that is, whether it be a park district or a city or whoever, um, how does it benefit them? And uh, if you can answer that confidently, then you can, you know, um, you know, it's usually an easy yes. Um, because and then the second question of how who's paying for it, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So if you can fundraise and kind of say, hey, you know, I will take care of the fundraising efforts. Um you know, I will promote, I will uh, grow the sport, you know, I will educate uh, the community and things like that. Um, that's really the easiest part about it is just getting out there in front of people and, and just being, you know, vulnerable and uh, just and, and educating people really. Right. And, you know, kind of going into the park district with a positive attitude, a lot of good information. And, you know, they do want to know, you know, how is this going to benefit us and what is it going to cost? So if you kind of, kind of, you know, get those things together, uh, building a relationship with park district is definitely a, without that, we wouldn't have been able to do much. Um, and just, you know, being there to answer questions and not, you know, overload. I had a problem with that in the beginning, um, but not overload them, you know, just give them the information they need, show them how it can benefit the community. I mean, there's so many, so many uh, things online about how disc golf benefits communities, not just as the individuals, you know, but, um, 
tax wise and, and tourism tourism wise and and obviously fundraising through tournaments i mean there's so many so many things and all we have to do is be good pillars of uh educating people um on things like that but uh it really wasn't too tricky i knew that the the only thing with the parks is there's some protected lands and things like that so before i if i were to give anybody advice you know before you totally go out to that one particular piece of land that you've been eyeing and want to build a course in it make sure it's available first you know make sure there's not some protected savanna land we did we did have yeah. that happen with us um you know make sure it's not some protected area that won't allow it so i just don't want to go in any efforts that you know are, are kind of impossible so make sure your land's available first <laughs> okay yeah so let's talk about benefits because you mentioned that um so what are some ways that this golf course is going to benefit the parks or the city well i mean obviously you know there's the veterans for vets that dynamic disc puts on we've done that now for i think four years yeah four years now but when we first went into the park district about growing and building this building the courses we used emporia as a perfect example with um glass blown open and you know now dynamic discs open you know uh, dixon is about half the size of emporia so we're pretty small emporia is not very big either but you know we told them about how much money how much tax revenue that they generated in that one week with that one tournament just because of this you know, sport that they don't know anything about. Um, I think that really, that really raised some eyebrows. Like, oh, wow. So people travel to come do this. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and they stay in your, they gas up at your gas stations. They stay in your hotels, they eat at your restaurants. Um, all that benefits, uh, obviously why people need tourism. You need that, you need that tax revenue. You want people to come to the community. You just see the community get so involved. Um, we've started going to our local city market um, that starts up next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, and we go out and we just bring a basket out and we, uh, it's more of like an inf informational booth. We're yeah. not really there to yeah. sell anything. It's yeah. just, Hey, what's I, I, right. we, what's, what's really yeah, we bring a basket out and we let the kids throw, you know, a disc at it. And if you throw a disc at it, you get your name in for a raffle and giveaway starter giveaway, sets. You know, yeah. Just kind of just get in plastic in people's hands and yeah. Again, educating the community on just the benefits of it is just more than just a, a, a you know a sport that you right. can play competitively. Or... I mean, we're, we're we're we'd be a broken record if we sat here and said, "Oh, anybody can play it, all ages, all genders." You know, it's a uh, it, being out in nature is proven to be good for your health and mental health, and the amount of friends you make on you know the the actual how it actually helps a lot of parks with. Um, you know their crime rates tend to go down when there's more people in the park uh people tend to take care more care of the land you know as far as like littering and things like that there's so many um yeah. benefits uh of of building disc golf courses and having that you know in the community and not only that but you know like i said we've hosted um, a couple different kinds of fundraiser tournaments and you know we always tell people it's like hey you're spending money doing something you you're, you're donating your money to do something you love. I mean, it's kind of a win-win. So it's it's not too hard to get people to come out for those kinds of things too. Right. And you talked about um, who's, who's going to be paying for it. Um, how have you guys gone about paying for the courses? Well, each one has been 100% funded by uh, fundraising, by selling holes to sponsors, basically. We've had uh, various businesses, whether they're, not even businesses too, like families, anybody who wanted to, donate dedicate de yeah dedicate or... a hole to somebody um it was five hundred dollars for a hole and then we we had like a 250 dollars to have your logo on the kiosk sign 
and Kevin and BJ at Dynamic Discs, they, they made that process very easy for us. Um, we have it down to almost a science now. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> but we show, the, we show the potential sponsors how they can have their name put on the sign, um, you know, that, that will last for the longevity of that course or their business. You know, a lot of times people uh, with, with summer festivals and things like that, they will sponsor to have their banner hung up at a fence. And that's usually two to 300 bucks. And we're talking about $500 for a lifetime sponsorship. Mm -hmm. We also tell our sponsors that we will, you know, we want to scratch your back as much as possible. For example, uh, a local restaurant, Sal Billy's here sponsors one of our first hole at Page Park. And whenever we have, you know, people come to town and things like that. We try to send them there. Or we just order food. And, oh, we order and, food in yeah, there, yeah. For, yeah, exactly, for people to, um, you know, cater kind of for the event or mm -hmm. just for our staff, our crew that helps for it and stuff like that. Just, you know, try to give back to them as much as they give to us. And, and one thing advice-wise, too, and Brett and I talk about this a lot, but, uh, you know, when it comes to asking, all you got to do is ask, and the worst they can say is no. And, you know, we've had people say no to the first couple of courses, and now they're like, hey, I want it yeah <laughs> which is oh, great yeah. that means that that positive information is getting out there and they're like wait wait wait, i want it um but yeah it really you know they say no okay fine you know no big deal move on there's there's even in a small town there's plenty of plenty of opportunities out there that and we do some fundraising too as a club and we'll we'll you know we'll, we as a club sponsor holes you know we'll put in that as well and um, yeah, during other tournaments we'll sponsor holes as rock river disc golf um, to help those events out and do other, you know, stuff like that. And then we also fundraise, you know, all of our money uh, through our kind of fundraising tournaments and other tournaments throughout the year and through league and stuff to host. Like we'll be having a, a B tier Sock Valley open at the end of July this year. Um, so, you know, to raise the money, the extra cash right. for that. We're also that sponsoring the um, Illinois yeah. Open Series, Mississippi open, open in June that Mike Pika puts on. So, you know, we're trying to get as involved as possible for sure. But I'm, I mean, financing wise, it, it, it's the first time it took a little while. Um, this last time it took about three weeks to get yeah. a back nine uh, funded. Um, we are on the cusp of um, literally just yesterday, we got a board approval for this new course that we'll, we have to install right away. <laughs> their, their words. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I said, you know, we can do there's two weeks shipping time and then there's about one to do two days installation so you know we can get it done quickly it's really just them that a matter of them putting the finances together and they said we'll handle that it's like okay well gosh if you want to take care of that for us then we can get this done no problem you know yeah. nice and so how many courses have you guys been put it uh, put in already so we got we at little park in 2018 and then we did page park in october of 2020 uh in april we just installed polo in yeah. Polo, Keter Keter Park, Park in Polo, Illinois. Uh, we are ordering tonight, actually, all the equipment for the... So at Page Park, we did a total redesign. So we were going from nine holes to 18 holes. So it kind of feels... It's not really adding nine. We're actually kind of redesigning the whole thing. Yeah. So um, that'll be in at the end of this month. Or not this month, it's May. Oh, my gosh. Um, in about two weeks, I'd say. Yeah. And then uh, this new course in Franklin Grove will be installed before August. So... Um, by August time, it'd be five, technically, I yeah. suppose. But there's oh, also... Wow, thank you. We have meetings. You know, we have uh, property walks scheduled for other places that I don't want to jump the gun on or, or say too much in case it doesn't happen. But sure. there's a lot of cool um, 
opportunities. opportunities out there that's not just you know uh, uh, we've been approached from several parks in different smaller towns but also like retreat areas um campgrounds you know things of that nature it's not always just like a city and a parks thing it, it personal properties there's a lot of places out there that can benefit from something like this now you mentioned your first course eric mccabe came out uh, to help design it did he come out for the other ones or did he have someone else or how did he get the other ones uh, designed? Um, Eric came out for the first one and then it That's definitely a collaboration of a few of us, a few of yeah. us, uh, you know, we have some, I think clubs members will call them OG people, right? The, 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 mm -hmm. the offers that have been around. Cause like I said, Mississippi's you know, 40 years old. So since we've had, the whammo. Since, yeah. <laughs> and Franklin's and, but um, uh you know getting their support and stuff like that too the ogs of of the crew that have been around like i said sinisippi's been here for 40 years so um we've got a lot of deep roots um in the disc golf community so uh we utilize some of those people and then just nora and myself and and the rec director um from our local park district i mean we we probably walk page park We'd seven, it seven times. To seven yeah. times, I would say, was the, the final number after, you know, it was all said and done. And and even with this expansion now to 18, we've walked that. And, and now we've cut everything through the woods. So it's <laughs> there's no more redesigning now. But uh, yeah. um, but uh, for the most part, we walked that probably four or five times. Uh, just, you know, I'd, I'd you get off work and just get out there and I'd leave my discs in the car and just go for a walk through the woods and kind of just take my range finder. Uh -huh. you know, Shout out to Bushnell. They make it nice and easy. Kind of almost design. They'll, you know, get a good idea of a course by just shooting at uh, at some trees and stuff like that. It makes it pretty easy. But, uh, um, yeah, and just walking through the woods, it's like being a kid again. You just kind of, you know, you go through there and just picture different lines. And yeah, I want to add that I think one thing that Brent and I have learned, too, as far as designing courses go, is that, you know, what, what I think is a fun hole isn't necessarily fun for everybody. And, you know, you have the advanced player that comes out and designs an advanced course. You have the amateur player that comes out and designs an amateur course. I think the best courses that can be designed is by a collaboration of, uh, of players from all skill levels, you know, all ages, uh, having one person and one person's perspective, I don't think is necessarily like the best. I think, you know, if you have a variety, obviously there's such thing as too many cooks in the kitchen for sure. But, um, you know, if you pick a core group of people to kind of go out there and, you know, be open about, oh, what if we do this? What if we do that? What if we do this? I think that, I think with this new redesign of Paige, we did that. We had our closest crew kind of out there and um, some of our older crew too, you know, and, and it really came together really, really great. Yeah. I think it's it's just beneficial to have, you know, more of a collaborative thing. And And honestly, I know we haven't even mentioned this yet, but in order to do all these installs, in order to uh, yeah. fundraise and get that word out and do all these things, we could not do that just he and I alone. It's because we got out, we were playing, we made these friends and these friends ended up being really, really good friends and being our club members, they, you know, we couldn't do this without them. They, you know, we asked for help with a grand opening event or an installation or a fundraiser thing or just spotting anything. And we have so many amazing people in our record disc golf crew that won't even hesitate be like all right i'm there when tell yeah. me when and where give me a time and i'm i'm there yeah that that's definitely probably the number one thing that if you want to build courses you got to build the people first
Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I think there's maybe uh, might be an area where someone wants to put in a course, but there's no club or anything. Um, mm -hmm. So I think yeah, the, the best thing first is is to get a club and get a group of people together first, um, and then build the course. You know, even Start if it's four or five two people, people, yeah. You know, because if you if you're just there by yourself, you know, you, you've got to have a posse going anywhere. You got to have your entourage. Right. <laughs> but it definitely helps. Um, you yeah. know, getting things done with a with with a good group of people that all share that same vision that you have. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, you kind of got things down to a science and, and learned some things. What are some things that maybe now that on your fifth course, uh, you've learned that you really wish you knew way back when you started? Um, well, I think, you know, like we said, don't be afraid to reach out, you know, like saying no is not a big deal. No, is, you know, they'll say no, just move on. But also there's clubs in nearby counties that I'm sure you can reach out to and ask, you know, for us, yeah. it's, you know, Sheila and Sean Callahan out of Delwood, I know we've picked their brains tons of times uh, over the past few years about all types of various things. And there Just are people, people too. Yeah, this thing about this di the disc golf community is that we all really do support each other very well. And don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't know something, that's fine. You know, but you, we, we didn't do that right off the bat. And I'm so glad we started asking more questions and starting put you know, picking people's brains and things like that. Um, definitely that crew. Also, um, don't let yourself get upset over people and their, you know, we had some, we had some people who were very uneducated in the sport, um, making some public displays of, uh, anti-disc golf in their precious parks kind of, kind of, I don't know, campaigns, I suppose. Yeah. And, you know, not letting people's opinions really get under your skin. You know, we have, there's a, there's a, I know everybody knows somebody like this, but there's usually an, you know, someone who's been playing for three to six months that can tell you how to do, how to design this course better than you can, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, really educating people is definitely the best thing we can do as far as, you know, all going towards that same goal, but, you know, not letting other people's opinions bother you so much not being afraid to hear no and reaching out when you need some help. Definitely. Those are probably the top three things I can think of. Yeah. So you already mentioned, you know, people, you know, some people complaining, what are some other challenges um, someone might, you know, face just so they can be prepared for installing the course? Um, I mean, protected property. Yeah. say so definitely right. like just different protected properties and things of that nature. Um, talking with the mower, even yeah. things like that, like, Hey man, if we put this basket here, is that going to screw yeah, with think your about, mower? Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> think about like, cause just recently when we were putting in Keter park, you know, even, um, like the park district actually came out and they put in the poles and we kind of came back around and we're like, Hey, you might want to move this. And then, you know, they, well, it was, you know, one of the guys and got to talk and we're like, Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That makes sense because you know, essentially it was too close to other things and, you know, it would just be easier if it was here and it made more, you know, it just, it had a better flow and things like that for the mower. And, um, but yeah, just kind of like, um, go again, asking kind of questions to people, especially, um, the people that are going to be maintaining it and, and, uh, doing the upkeep on it and stuff and, and just including them, especially because, um, you know, sometimes you forget that they're the ones that again, mow and, and upkeep everything. And we're kind of relying on them to, to be able to go out there and enjoy what we've kind of, uh, you know, help establish and build. And, um, so that would be definitely one thing. Um, I think adding to that too, is, um, being someone of your word, 
I remember yeah, in the follow big, through. In the, follow through was huge. That's what proved to our park district that we meant business. I remember asking them saying things like, you know, we'll do everything. We just need permission. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of why Eric was kind of brought out here and, and not to, I mean, Eric obviously designed so many courses. They're amazing, but um, that, you know, the park district just didn't know they weren't confident in us at mm -hmm. the beginning so they're like you know i well, wasn't even, you know I like yeah exactly and i wouldn't have wanted yeah <laughs> she's right like, i wouldn't have wanted to. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh so it was great having him come out but then you know kind of after that they kind of you know approached us and like hey do you know do you do you think we need to to bring somebody in or do you guys think like you know we could all work together and uh, and that's kind of when we again reached out to our local kind of our older vets um, that had been around playing so long. We're like, hey guys, you know, is this something we're interested in doing? Or, you know, do we think as a club we could do it? Or do you think as a club we should reach out and get that that expert to come in? And and I think we executed uh, Page Park very well as a club, uh, you know, and then now redesigning it again. I, I look really, um, really excited, yeah, to, to put that in here in the next few weeks. And, and it's, it's already got a nickname and it's not even built yet. Yeah, we call it the Mini, Nor <laughs> Mini Northwoods. North, is what we Northwoods call it. Junior, yeah. I've heard. Yeah, Northwoods it's, Junior. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got some wooded shots and they're challenging and, and they're short. Yeah. And, you know, and Northwoods down in Peoria, there's about or, uh, you really know, tight tunnel shots, yeah, closest, but they're just not long tunnel yeah, shots. So, Northwoods Junior, yeah. So, but uh, it, we look forward to it. And, you know, those are, yeah, those are probably some of the main challenges, though, I would say to just kind of look out for and and uh just yeah again yeah, kind of educate having, yourself on having integrity and punctuality is really important especially with park districts and things like that if you say you're going to do something make it happen doesn't oh. matter they don't want to hear excuses doesn't really matter you presentation know. too is is one i would throw in there i mean we went we went the first couple times with kind of just our thoughts and you know a couple little handouts and then you know, more recently have gotten more of a professional kind of a booklet that we put together and yeah. some stuff that Nora's built and put together on like a pamphlet. And then, you know, it's probably 10 page long and we, and we include <laughs> some of the information from like dynamic discs on their website. We don't um, read it from front to back. Yeah. While we're in the yeah. Meeting. We, yeah, we don't, <laughs> right. we just say, Hey, we're going to, yeah, don't, don't, again, don't overstimulate them, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we kind of leave it with them and give, give them a couple copies and say, you guys are all welcome to take this and educate yourselves. You know, kind of what time. we do. If you have any questions, reach out to us, you know, again, having all of that just kind of prepared and ready for them. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a big, that's just easy. Cause to them, they look at that and they see, okay, these guys mean business. They're serious. And, yeah. um, and unfortunately, you know, we can, I feel like the reality of things is if you email somebody a bunch of links, like, Hey, here's a bunch of links to learn about disc golf. Yeah. Like, they're probably not going to go look at them, but if they're sitting there and they're on a conference call and they have a pamphlet in front of them, they're probably going to flip through it. So what all do you put in that pamphlet? Is it pretty much what we talked about, like the benefit to them and maybe the layout of the course so, or what all else is well, in there? Well, we, our most revised version is, is kind of based on our club. It's like, who are we? Like one page is who are we? One page is where we've been. One page is where we're going. Uh, one page is all about just disc golf and the UDISC stat report, some some numbers yeah, from that. Yeah, I was going to say UDISC makes it with their PDGA with their, their year-end like course, or you know, all their stats and Co then UDISC report, now. Yeah. Report, we okay. essentially kind of just print some of those highlights off and then put those together. Um, but like Nora was saying, the rest of it. And then um, and then a big thing like uh, that we've included lately is, you know, sponsorship forms mm -hmm. um, for, for whole how to get, opportunities. How to get involved, yeah. how to yeah. volu or volunteer, how to 
even come out and play like or how to donate you know everything mm -hmm. like that yeah and then the last page is always all of our like contact information yeah. who we are and you know who's uh kind of you know just just a hierarchy of like yeah. everybody in the club and um yeah again we just try to be as transparent as possible and yeah. you know we don't take we we essentially don't benefit anything from you know financially or anything like that we are we it's don't a profit at all yeah we just love doing it well, any and... profit that we have made it's it goes right into our club it, you yeah. know it's, it's it's recirculated goes we're not, right we're back not getting our... any new hot tubs or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> i could use one i could use one today oh my gosh yeah yeah you mentioned uh udisc it's great though the stats they have on there um if you're a udisc ambassador you can see like how many people play the park and that's something i share with the, the parks department yeah. here just to show them hey the park's getting used like this, these many people played it this month this yeah. month alone so a lot of great resources out there yeah that um i'm glad you brought that up because with Cinnissippi, we we did that this year we had one of our you know club members justin cutter become the ambassador for that course and he got to get those numbers and show the, the park district in sterling where Cinnissippi is like um you know how many times it's been played ever well you know it's yeah. it's older than udisc the course is older than udisc but also <laughs> but also like you know what the, some of the complaints are and what some of the compliments are and where we they could use work and it wasn't just you know him showing them that it was going hey look at all these people and their reviews and and um you yeah. know here's the time of the year it's played the most and things like that it's really really great resource to have for sure yeah, i love that they do that yeah i i remember finding that out for the first time for just the courses that we had just put in and uh showing that to the park district and seeing their kind of their eyes light up and that's also a thing that we we put in the the pamphlet that we gave to them just you know of recent uh, mm -hmm. a couple months ago too and that was the cool i think that was the coolest feature for them as a park district board to see you know okay hey this is something that we voted on this is something that you know okay this is how it started and you could see i mean and, and just like i'm sure everybody's is when you put a new course in is it just grew substantially from the mm -hmm. first week first month all the way through and you can obviously in the winter it dies out and you know and you try like you, you know they'll ask like oh why does it go jump down and then you're like well look at the month and like oh you know and yeah. again it's just kind of bringing that education factor of like you know it's 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 you know it's, it's the same as most other sports kind of right. thing like where it can be utilized and played year round it's just it's sometimes it's played a lot more and that and in that case would be obviously during right. the winter. Yeah, and I summer. think it's really cool because with that kind of uh, stats, you know, we're not salesmen coming in trying to sell something that we're trying to promise something. You know, we have le legitimate stats here to yeah. show them this is how many people have logged in to play here. Yeah. This is, you know, the time of year, all the kind of stuff. It's not like, oh, here's the numbers we made up. Like, they're legit. So that's really cool to have. Yeah, yeah I was encouraging everyone um, – that played at the park to use UDisc because those numbers really are just like that's just the UDisc alone users. So um, right. we yeah, that's something that I would too. encourage. Yeah, encourage people like if, if that's something you're looking to do in your in your community, get everyone using UDisc. That way you can have um, some numbers to show. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. All right. So you guys, so you said five courses. Um, you've done a bunch of redesigns. Uh, what what's left for you guys? Like, how many are you going to do more courses? Or are you going to focus on, you know, redesigning and polishing the current ones? What, uh, what are you guys looking to do? Yeah. I'm really trying to grow the club. I think right now. Um, well, we just, uh, <laughs> my brother actually just opened up his own, uh, disc supply company and I don't know, can I mention it? I don't know. If I... <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a great name. It's pin high disc supply. 
dot com. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he's uh, so he's essentially vending uh, a majority of all of our tournaments, doing our payout, our amateur payouts, player packs, stuff like that. Um, but he's actually doing a whole nother venture on the side and open up a music venue here in our local town too. So we'll have discs there for sale. I mean, it'll be great down the road. But yeah, oh, cool. anyways. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, I think, I think, but, um, you know, we really haven't had to uh, reach out all that much when it comes to growing the sport in our community because, you know, having those, the like I said, that snowball effect, you know, you build the courses, more people come, more people show up at league, more people get involved in the things that we're doing. Those people go to their bosses. Hey, oh, those people have property. Those people have families in other park district, you know, board members. And, and I think that's really, and I personally, my focus is like, I'm, I would, if I had any title, I would call myself like the chief ambassador. Yeah. You know, I, I think the growing of the people That's really what make we do. our stuff so much easier to do and having the reputation that we are, you know, punctual and we follow through and, you know, we support people. We're not just trying to, you know, we're not doing some money racket. Like we're literally in the game of it because we see how beneficial it is for everybody involved. Yeah. And I think looking towards the future, absolutely we you know we we want to build courses everywhere we can who doesn't yeah. <laughs> we want to host tournaments right. every, at all these courses too what we're work what what i think we're working on is more of a, a breakdown of people in our club and spreading out those jobs you know having one person in charge of this course having one person in charge of this course we're kind of trying to diversify our roles because develop Brent, more Brent and i wear directors. a whole lot of hats and we have a lot of help but i think you know me it's, personally, it's hard to like let go and let somebody else take over something. Be like, how are we doing? So um, I think we're, you know, growing the people, growing the closest people who can help, you know, who's passionate, who's got that follow through. That's where I'm kind of focused on. Yeah. Know, what, do you, what do you think? Really, really growing the sport is is the main goal. I think here is as long as we the can. Kids and, for sure. Yeah, I'm just uh, there's more local kind of towns and uh, little you know municipalities around here that could really use um just the benefits of disc golf so i think just we didn't even mention memorial pool yeah just continuing <laughs> that yeah we just there's a lot of things just on the like just on the horizon of you know kind of like dreams that we've had and little conversations and things like that and i just um, finished my school year today actually i was teaching fourth fifth eighth and high, high school art and um i love you know i love when the kids get involved i see how you know how much confidence you know it gives them uh i love what dustin and zoe are doing with you play we got to kind of do one of their things at the disc golf chicago expo and that really was so cool for me like as a someone who's been an educator um you know just and i an athlete you know i grew up playing lots of sports just kind of combining those two things and seeing their eyes light up when they make that 20 foot putt and they think it's the coolest thing ever you know that it's a really right. special feeling that you get, and you're like, God, I feel so good. I can't imagine how good this kid feels. <laughs> I love when I make a ton of <laughs> Me too. But I'm even ecstatic. even so, like, uh, Brett and I both live really close to this, this small, small park um, nearby. It's about two blocks away from us. And we both grew up playing at this park. And there's there's a basketball court. It's kind of run down. There's a, a, a playground. It's There's an, a, a pool, an antique pool that hasn't been opened it's for It's an above-ground pool. It's like one of three left in America. Yeah, it's like Memorial that, Pool. It's like our, it's our a, grandparents learned to swim there's there. There's trees wow. in it. So. But um, a, we just, we, we simply asked the, our park district, you know, said, hey, we're going to, 
buy the stuff for Page Park expansion. How do you guys feel about us throwing in an extra three baskets to throw down at this memorial pool? And they were like, okay. Yeah, just nice. <laughs> do it. And I didn't even, I fully forgot about this until now. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, we have those extra three so, baskets. Where yeah. It doesn't have to be a course. That's, that, that's kind of what I was leading up to. Like, hey, yeah. fun, fundraise for three baskets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's one basket at a local Go little triangle park. Go spend some time with that great, great aunt that you know has got deep pockets and <laughs> tell her what you're into. And, no, but it's, okay. you know, the, like you said, it's it's relatively, and I, it is relatively easy if yeah. you just kind of are willing to take uh, to take no as an answer, you know, until you get a yes. Um, and once you do. Just you'll you'll see them just starting to then come. Then you get more yeses. Yeah, I'll say you once you see the yeses one, come easier. You know, it, the right. one person that's all it takes, and 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 it may take a couple no's, but you'll get that yes, and and it'll be great. Yeah, it's been a really fun. I mean, I hate to say the word easy because it seems like we've done so much work, but it's been fun. Yeah, it's really been fun, and you know, Brent and I are uh, childless millennials, so we got it made. And <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we get to this is our baby. You know what I mean? This is our, our something that we, we do together and we grow and we see, you know, it really is like, it's become our family and I can't imagine like our lives without it. So yeah. it's not just, you know, this hobby that we do. It really, it really like is a, is a bond that we have too, with not just each other, with our community, with our friends, with businesses, everything. It's, it's, it's so much more than just throwing the plastic and, you know, trying to avoid a tree. <laughs> Yeah, we're all trying it's really to do amazing. that. <laughs> it truly is when you think about it. Yeah, and you bring up a good point about like the three basket area. Like if yeah, if you're in an area and you can't put in, you know, nine holes or whatever, you just be creative. Uh there's yeah. a course near us. It's they have there's five tee pads and then each tee pad has two baskets to throw to so you can play through twice and get ten. So yeah, yeah just be creative and put put in what you can where you can. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. totally not just because I need somewhere to practice field work at nearby. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> know what I mean? If you, you get, if you get that in your area and you're out there, you know, practicing or just whatever, having some fun, you, you might see somebody else out there. That person yeah. could be or become your friend. That person brings another friend. Boom. Before you know it, you got a club. Then you go to the park district with that club. You say, hey, we have this thing here. We want nine holes. Before you know it, you're going to be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's when you know you made it when you've on the yes. Outside discussion podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thanks so much. I think we think about covered. Is there anything else we missed? Anything else you want to add or or plug? Um, you know, it's just it's for the better good, so it's worth it. Just go for it. Well, I was I was just gonna say another shout out to our crew. Um, yeah, definitely. Rock River Disc Golf. Follow yeah. us on Instagram. Um, I want to say thank you to UJ and Westside and Eric McCabe and Jay Ray and everybody down in Emporia that makes building disc golf courses and the equipment, the great, great equipment. Of you know, we've had discs. no complaints, you know, everything that they've made and shipped to us has been Phenomenal. top notch. And we've been down to uh, Emporia and everybody there is just so warm and welcoming. And I'm, you know, it, it's great to have the crew. It's great to have the friends. It's great to have the park districts. But I could not have done any of this without um, the backing of Westside and, and being sponsored player. And I just I, I, definitely something I, you know, definitely need to say. So, yeah. so um, grateful. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Westside Discussion Podcast. I want to thank Nora and Brent for coming on. The theme song is What Would You Be Like by Akira the Don. 
We'll continue the discussion next time.